1: Mania. Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do? What Bash runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah we are back bashing the brain happy monday willie what a weekend
0: what a weekend i was so uh i mean how many hours of wrestling did we watch uh, we saw uh from from friday with Mac starting to uh all the way through last night punches thrown
1: at the mac championship
0: it, there, were, <laughs> there were there were were <laughs> it was funny because um when you're watching the mac you had to. Sw- you had to watch one mat or the other it wasn't like a quad box or anything and the mat i was watching you could hear the crowd you know the crowd was boisterous but the mat i was watching nothing was happening so i was like (laughs) something's going on and then all the people around that mat started looking over at the other mat and uh you know it wasn't then i had to hunt down the other mat and so they eventually showed the replay that was crazy
1: I know you're like me. You love going, especially to Big 10s, but I got to be honest watching it at home and having all the screens, being able to crank out coverage yeah. and content and graphics is nice. Yeah. Going last night from Big 10s to ACCs to Big 12s and now Monday morning being able to hop on a podcast is yeah. very nice.
0: It's, it's, there's a catch 22 there, you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You want to be there. You want to be there in person. You want to, um, be on the ground floor and get the inside scoop and what happened to this guy and what happened to that guy and let me know. And um, actually this weekend, I don't think there was a whole heck of a lot of that, like stuff that you, like drama that went on behind the scenes that you need to know about. So that was good. But um by staying at home, you get to do every conference and, and watch everything. And um you know, this morning I have an article up of every qualifier by weight, who hit the allotment and who needs wild cards? And I also have a uh, by the numbers qualifiers by state from every state. There's no way that I get that done. If I'm at a tournament and there's no way we're sitting here able to do a show at 10 AM on Monday, if we're at a tournament, you know, so, I
1: know. And for those listening, I'm going to link that below because the articles and the content coming out this weekend was great. The coverage yeah. and, and all the, and every- the allocations and, I'm going to link all that up. So if you're listening or watching this, I'll link right to it. Um, I want to dive into the big tens, mm-hmm. but before we do, I was exhausted last night. I mean, exhausted. I was like <laughs> dozing on and off during the big 12s. Yeah. But I was not going to miss David Carr and I'm an early bird. So for me, like I had to stay up kind of late for the UFC fight to watch Bo nickel. i mm-hmm. really surprised anybody, but you, you, you had to watch that Saturday night last night, big 12s that 9 PM Eastern start time late for me late for me, but that, that car O'Toole match. Yeah. David Carr is so freaking good. And I (laughs) had said, I think with Chenzo early in the season, I said, I'm picking Carr to win the whole year. I just, you know, he's one of my guys. So there's obviously a bit of a bias, but Carr. Did so good last night. Did you watch the match? Yeah. I didn't yeah. think it was stalling at the end of the third. Did you? No. I don't think if one guy's down by one and sprinting and the other guy's just defending, you don't need two guys to sprint. I didn't agree with that call. Um, but before I could even tweet about it, he took him down again. And yeah, that's one of those matches too. I think where all three of Keegan's points escapes. hmm That's this is another thing where you look at the match and you see Carr two takedowns to none and the score, you know, he it was 5-3 and he got the pin in OT. But David Carr is just beats him twice in a row. And
0: it's Yeah, you think about it too. Um I'm not I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse here, but um if we could be looking at, I mean, the way it's tracking now, right? David, David led wire to wire in the first match with Keegan.
1: Yeah.
0: Who was third and then first in the NCA's, And then in the second match, he, he, it got pushed to overtime, but it, it like, well, he didn't feel threatened. Right. Yeah. So. I'm not saying that it's a foregone conclusion that David wins uh, in two weeks, but you look back, it's like, man, is the loss to Grant Willits going to be like the thing that prevented like history.
1: I mean, I'm a David Carr big. I could not be more of a David Carr fan. I love the kid personally. I work on the bash solution. So like I, I have the bias there, but he is just so good, and I always feel like when you have a good kid like in the Big 12 or not the Big 10, where you don't see those high-caliber matches all the time, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of emphasis on them until the postseason, and then yeah. all of a sudden, it kind of sneaks up, and it's like David Carr is just, you know, four-time Big 12 champ now, last one at Iowa State, Kale Sanderson. And, it, like, we'll, we'll do a whole NCAA preview show, but looking at that weight, I lean towards a potential Caro Tool rematch in the finals. Yeah. H- H- Hamity looked awesome yesterday. Um, we'll get there when we talk 65 at Big Tens, but yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Shame no, I- I'm
0: I'm with you. Uh now that being said, about about non-Big Ten wrestlers and um non-Big Ten wrestlers and their shine, um, it is true, but David has had his moments, including I think it was, I think it was good for him and his brand. I mean, maybe that's something college coaches start looking at too, right? Is like, to if you're not Big Ten and, and don't get the limelight all the time, um, schedule some premier duels. Even if you're, even if you're a small program with one stud, schedule something to get your all the attention on that matchup, right? Um,
1: same thing just, with Andrew Alirez. Some yeah, of these like, guys, non-Big Ten, just... Like, the, Andrew
0: Alirez is elite. Like, get him a primetime matchup that everybody's buzzing about. I remember uh, when, like, I think it was Steber and Mitchell Port. And that was, like, the talk. I mean, that was, like, the big match of the weekend, I, I believe. Um, so, Little Edinburgh became, like, the focus for the country. You know, at, But David Carr this year, at least right off the bat, he had... Dean Hamidi which was a big matchup at the time right um yep. David Carr coming up and Hamidi's there and and so he had a he had a big one at the beginning he had a big one at the end with O'Toole and then he had another one with O'Toole last uh, last night so um, yeah he he's he's been in the he's been in the papers he's been in the headlines pretty well
1: and i guess real quick maybe we'll just do a big 12 rundown real quick before we get into big 10s Panero Johnson That horsepower at the end of the second for that double was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, he's good, man. He's good. I think he's just scratching the surface too. Um, I don't know if... So in high school, he was always third. He took third everywhere, right? Took third or fourth everywhere. Um, And so you saw, I think even a state tournament, I don't think he ever won a state title. But Super 32, Fargo, uh, he was always way up there. And so I think he got overlooked a lot and also in high school he would he would sort of fade late right he would he would kind of gas and it was almost like you know so as a, an evaluator and myself looking at it as a prospect and probably a lot of coaches too they were probably like well i don't know if he got seven minutes i don't know if he's got that college life you know he got that those college lungs you know you got to be about that life and So after he beat Gomez in Florida, I was talking to somebody on the staff. I'm not going to say who, because like HIPAA laws, (laughs) but I was talking to somebody. So I don't want to say who told me this because whatever people get on him or something. I don't know. Um, I said, you know what, man, he wrestled hard for seven minutes. I said "In, in high school, I was worried about him if he could, you know, wrestle that hard in college. And the person said, Willie, let me tell you what happened. We noticed it in the room and we sent him for
1: blood work. We were talking about this. I think Dresser actually mentioned it when he was on my podcast a couple months ago. Did I he? think he mentioned it. Yeah. Did he? So
0: the kid had sickle cell anemia and they got it fixed. And, and, and now now he's, you know, he's incredible.
1: What, right before Dresser came on the podcast, I actually, which is a great episode. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. I I was talking to David Carr about Dresser and saying, "Tell me some of your favorite things. Like, give me some some discussion points." And one of the things he mentioned was he does such incredible job at getting these guys bigger gas tanks. And mm-hmm. he said Panero getting a bigger gas tank Carr was like Dresser doesn't get the credit he deserves for expanding that gas tank. And now, like you're saying, there you go. If you're talking about Panero in high school versus Panero now, I mean his yeah. horsepower late in the match and exactly the season played out exactly how i thought it was for Panero. where we were talking about it earlier in the season somebody got on me or a couple people did i said Panero's a bracket buster and i said he he might not be a top 3 4 seed and sure enough before this weekend he's a 10 seed with four losses but he can absolutely go on a run
0: yeah uh, i i think i think you're hitting it right like if you If you have the horsepower that Panero does, most people with that kind of horsepower only have it for four minutes. (laughs) You know, if you can, if you have that for seven minutes, uh, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. What, what were your takeaways from big 12s overall?
0: Um, let me, let me look here. Uh, Alira's over Hart So so I'll just run down through him Steve O'Poolin won at 125 over Noah Certain Reese Rick Craft Wrestled really well He took third Um, He was ranked 33rd uh, Coming into the tournament Dayton won of course Zach Redding Wyatt Henson actually took third Which is a really good bounce back for him Um, Alira's over Hart Swiderski bounced back well Took fourth Uh, He's been You know I wanted to call I, I, I like freshmen. I like freshmen. If you're talking about overperformers at NCAAs, and wrestling's a really hard um wrestling's a really hard sport. I often get asked, well, everybody gets asked, right? Who's your bracket buster? Who's your sleeper? Who's your this? Who's your that? Well, it's really difficult to pick um Upsets and sleepers and stuff in college wrestling because a it's a one on one sport, um, you know, there's only a limited number of factors, and b um, everybody has access to the same data, right? So, you know, everything he did, you know, who he beat, who he lost to, how he looked, uh, how he put how we performed, and So it's, you have the data, the data is in front of you. It's like, it's like trying to lie about math because it's right in front of you. You have the data, but when it comes to, for me, when it comes to picking upsets or sleepers or overperformers at a certain time, I like freshmen because I think they have a more of a learning curve. They have a more of ability to, um, evolve over the course of the year. uh, as, as in, in opposite of a veteran, right. Who's been the same guy for the last two to three years. So when you have a guy like Swiders, that's a long way of saying Swiderski's had some up and downs, but I'm still really interested. I, I still think he can be a factor at NCAAs um, guys like Swiderski guys like Panero Johnson, Guys like, well, we saw it last weekend, uh, yesterday with Silas Allred, Lenny Pinto, maybe, Caleb Henson. These are all guys that are in their first year of starting. And so I think maybe there's a little bit more upside and a little bit more um, chance for them to shock some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you talk freshman, not to jump the gun to the Big Tens, but Jesse Mendez, both of his losses, he was right there. He got taken down in overtime and then he got taken down like the final 20 seconds, but you're talking, you're right there. Like that's, mm-hmm. and he's a like true freshmen that are right. There are so exciting to watch. Cause you know, they're only going to likely develop further. And right. when you're already that close, um, yeah, that's they're fun. Yeah. All right. Keep going.
0: Uh, Pinero over mauler. Um, Mitch Moore actually wrestled well too. He took third ahead of Kalen March. Uh, who I considered, I, I think it's overlooked. Kayla March has, been, has had an excellent year. Frantic at 57. Man, I don't know if it's too early to talk about seeds. I think maybe we should just go through um, everything that happened this weekend and then get to it in a different show. But 157 197, the seeds are going to be crazy. Um, oh, although, yeah. although I will say 157... In my opinion, it's a little bit more cut and dry than people think. But Jared Franick taken first. He should be a top four or five seed uh, over Caden G. Feller.
1: Well, I think it's Peyton one or Levi one, Peyton two, O'Connor three, Franick four.
0: You can't help yourself. You got it. We have to jump to the next thing we have to do. <laughs> we have to do the seeds already. What did you say? You think it is?
1: I think it's Levi one. He just took out Peyton Rob. I, I mean, he's only got one loss earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, no shot. He's one.
1: So. Who do you put O'Connor? One
0: O'Connor's one.
1: Okay, 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 yeah, that makes sense. O'Connor one, and then what Levi two, Rob three, Frantic four.
0: That's what I would have. I think that's I I forgot
1: O'Connor's undefeated. Yeah,
0: I think that's um, David David texted me, Taylor. He's like, What do you think, Levi the three? I was like, Nah, man, I think the two, like, I don't know. Now, I could actually see, I don't know if I could see. I could see Peyton, Rob, still being in the two, actually, because Peyton's only losses to Levi. Levi's only losses to, I I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. But knee-jerk, I would say AOC, well, number one seed, guaranteed. Levi, Peyton, the
1: 2-3. Now, what about Josh Humphreys?
0: Josh Humphreys hasn't wrestled enough. He hasn't wrestled you- enough. The guy but, missed all of January and February.
1: But weird things happen with seating committees. That's yeah. my point. He's undefeated. Yeah. That's the only uh, no. I mean, he had like, I think, twelve matches before EIWA, so he maybe like just hit fifteen, but
0: yeah, to me, to me, if to me, if they would jump if they would jump Rob and, and, and Levi with Josh Humphreys, that would be bullshit. That would be utter
1: bullshit. I mean, what's Josh Humphreys' best win? But, I don't know. Listen, I agree with you. You just know there's going to be some kind of seating chaos. <laughs> it's yeah. like, um,
0: Josh Humphrey's best win this year, he beat G Feller 7 6, Ed Scott, he beat Ed Scott, uh, and that's it, or Anthony Ardalona. I mean, nothing remotely, he doesn't yeah, have a top yeah. five win. And the thing is, Levi has a win over Rob, Rob has a win over Franick, Frannik's only loss of the year. 's only right. loss of the year, right? So I consider I consider those four um, AOC Levi Rob and Frantic, the clear, the clear top four. Humphreys probably five,
1: yeah. Levi Haynes is so weird because he's got great wins, but he has that funky November loss to some guy who's you know like fiftieth or something.
0: He lost to Vinnie Urban, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He lost to Vinnie Urban. and um, you know, they say that losses aren't supposed to matter, but quality wins are, and it's just it's not transparent. It, sometimes they do. Let's be honest. Sometimes the losses do hurt, and uh, I I don't know.
1: All right. Well, we know. we'll we'll do a whole show for seeds, anyways. You had to go there. I, right, so, it, I mean, it's this. so
0: enticing. Uh, so then, Raw uh, David Carr over um, David Carr over O'Toole Caliendo third. Caliendo is really tough. A lot of people overlook him. Uh, North Dakota State. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, if you he's not a household name, but if you're in some kind of pool for NCA brackets, Caliendo a nice late. Uh, he's definitely pick.
1: the guy I was thinking. Depending, like I normally do that one. I was talking about it with Colin Moore last week, where it's like you pick a one seed, you pick a two seed. Like if he's right. an, if he's an eight, nine, ten, right, I like him a lot.
0: Right, if he's at one of those pools, that's what I was getting at. One of those pools where you have to take one seed at each way. He's a he's a nice guy to have. Uh, Dustin Plot over Peyton Mako Plot's been up and down. Looks like he's he's right uh, back on track. Um. Keck Eisen over Coleman, 6-2. Whitlake took third. Elam over Sloan. What a crazy weight this is. Elam over Sloan. Serber took third.
1: I love Rocky Elam.
0: So do I. <laughs> so do I, he, but he, I, you like... know what? You know what I don't get about his season? I don't understand it. Something's not right, in my opinion. I, I just... Because he, he lost to Serber, and if you look at his schedule, do you know that the Big 12... Big 12s were the first tournament he wrestled in this season. It's just been a really odd year for him. Like, maybe he was dinged up or, like, maybe, may I, dare I say, like, it's a hard cut to 97 for him? I don't know. But... Yeah, one, I mean, two, he only wrestled...
1: He, he basically wrestled in eight dual meets this year. That's he wrestled
0: all. eight dual meets. That's what he wrestled. Eight dual meets. That's just a really weird year um, for one of the, you know... Well, so many...
1: And and so many of these guys who sometimes fly under the radar, like Mason Paris was in that documentary on big tens yesterday where, you know, he's talking about how he herniated his disc and his neck at the world team trials or something. Like you never hear about some of these things until way later. And then it makes sense. It's like, Oh, that kind of makes more sense now. Like, but you never hear about it in the middle. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, and there's going to be, I guarantee you, there's some guys that got injured this weekend that, We don't know about and we won't know About it till it just Kind of leaks out after the season you know Yeah Um And then Hendrickson Hendrickson won At heavyweight Uh He beat Skyler
1: how do you I I don't want to do this Willie but how do you see The top six at heavyweight
0: Well I think I think it goes all big ten first Um I think it goes all Big Ten. Uh, probably Mason. They don't have any... The, those, the big three there have no outside losses, right?
1: I Mason's undefeated this year. He definitely doesn't. Kirk has two losses, both to Mason. Both to Mason. Cassiope, and- I think, has a couple of losses. One to Kirk, um, or two to Kirk now. He had a weird loss earlier, I think. I... Who was it that it was just... I was looking at last night. I thought it was going to be Cassio P3. Cass yeah.
0: Kirkfleet, Harris, and Kirkfleet. So I, I, I just don't... Th- I think they're, they're your top three.
1: Yeah, and then I think Schultz gets to four.
0: Mm, maybe. Because um, Schultz has two really weird losses.
1: Because Lucas Davison, Wide Hendrickson, they all have a couple of like odd ones. But it's going to be interesting. Wyatt, Wyatt Hendrickson is a freak.
0: He, and he puts up bonus points, too.
1: Yeah, he freak. was. He won first round yesterday. He put up 16 points. Next round, and put up, like, 12 points.
0: Hendrickson's only loss is to Mason.
1: Yeah, that's why I think um, it's going to get interesting with him in the seeds.
0: I think he should be the four. And then Schultz probably the five, because Schultz lost to... Uh... Schultz lost to Dayton Pitzer and AJ Nevels.
1: Yeah. So. All right, um, Willie, one one quick little fun fact for you, and you can respond to this however you'd like. I'm, okay. I, I'm not teeing you up for anything.
0: I think I feel like you're teeing me up.
1: At the Big 12s and Big 10s, 19 of 20, number and... one seeds made the finals.
0: Yes. No. What Which was is... the
1: what was the that's, 20th?
0: I bet you that's hard to replicate. Yeah. That's incredible. 20 seeds, and they all won. 20 number one seeds at Big Ten, Big 12. That's a good, uh, uh, it's good of you to recognize that. That's crazy stat. And the only one that didn't win is Killian Cardinal, who was the one seed at 125 at Big 12s. And didn't wrestle. He forfeited his first match, and then he forfeited his second match and didn't wrestle at all. And I know why you're teeing it up. Well, you were
1: fighting with... (laughs) Well, I don't like that I saw that you had said he should be punishing the seeds, which I I personally agree with. I didn't like that then he came at you with the fat fan at home meme. And it's like, dude, this isn't necessarily a fan saying something. This is somebody who seeds and ranks and has a lot of influence with how things should be in that sense and then i saw the the director of operations tell you yeah. that you're clueless and i'm like well
0: yeah 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 well i think <clears throat> you know i didn't appreciate Brad Key saying that i'm clueless i mean uh i mean frankly that's just ridiculous nobody's more dialed in than i am i i i think i think that they read into it, that I'm saying that he's trying to game the system and you could read into it that way. I guess that's not what I was saying. I was saying I'm so tired of conference forfeits and it not affecting your seeds because it, it almost number one, it's bullshit. And number two, it almost always plays out that if you're too hurt to wrestle at conferences, I, I mean, Name me a time where a person was too hurt to wrestle at conferences but then did good at the NCAA tournament. It never happens. The only the only time, the only time it was that anybody did something like that was Nolf. And Nolf actually wrestled till the 6th place match, right? Or he wrestled a couple bouts.
1: Yeah, Nolf was also Yeah, Nolf's kind of an outlier when you talk about that situation where like Nolf you said
0: all, Nolf Nolf also wrestled Nolf also wrestled. Remember last year? Um
1: by the way, Nolf was also the favorite going into it. Like Nolf right. is also like the number one seed. I'm pretty sure he was a returning national champ. Like, there's something, you know trying to protect that and i i get that every situation is different and i don't know everybody's story but like you said when like somebody was saying do you think we see kirk and paris tonight i'm like absolutely it was kind yeah. of an anomaly last year that iowa didn't wrestle Cassiopeia and ironman because they were banged up and i thought they had a better shot at ncaa tournament you know if they wrestled yeah, I, I,
0: I i have no idea why Cass didn't wrestle last year but um ironman didn't wrestle Ironman forfeited. And you know what? Ironman was really hurt. So you, I mean, you cannot say I'm really too hurt to wrestle and then also say I deserve a top seed. Those two, that's like saying um, you're left and you're also right at the same time. You're either too hurt to wrestle or you can't be a top seed. Well, there is
1: ambidextrous people, Willie. Uh, maybe But my my point was my,
0: yeah, You I, didn't really
1: You didn't poo-poo him You just said the seed should reflect this Which I don't understand right. why they got so bent out of the shape of that The
0: only thing I can think of is that They read into it that he was not really hurt, and he was gaming the system trying to protect the seed. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying is I'm tired of guys forfeiting out at conferences. You cannot not wrestle a match at conferences and still insulate yourself from losses. It's, it's really hard to lose a match when you don't wrestle, right? I mean, here's a, here's a clear thing of it. Peyton Robb could have defaulted. He could have forfeited it's big 10 final. Guess what? Number one seed locked up. No question about it. No yeah. question about it. Locked up. Number one seed. He hurt himself by wrestling in that match. Uh, maybe you could argue. Um,
1: by the so way, my- wasn't Nolf, wasn't he punished for medical forfeiting? He was the three seed that year as the returning undefeated national champ. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right.
0: but last year they didn't do it. Last year they didn't bang you. Last year they didn't hit you, right? So that's what I was saying. I'm tired of guys, and I don't know how they could argue with that, right? You cannot, you cannot be ten and one, or you not, you cannot be ten and zero, or ten and two with the medical uh, injury defaults. You can't be ten and two with your best win being a three two win over Joey Prada, and expect to be a top ten seed. Uh, that is totally reliant on your rank which is totally reliant on basically two years ago because last year he didn't AA and last year he didn't beat anybody good so you haven't beaten anybody good in two years since 2021 March of 2021 was your last decent win and you expect to be a top 10 seed two years later I I don't get it and I don't know how they could argue against it
1: the only thing that would make sense of why they were arguing it so much I would think is if he's Quote unquote too injured to wrestle, but they think he'll be okay by NCAAs, and it's really not about seed. But what you're saying is it sounds like it's not that.
0: I think they I think they think that I was saying he was trying to game the system. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, I'm not sure if he's even gonna get it at large. I'm not I'm not sure he's gonna get it accepted because he doesn't have an RPI and he doesn't have the one thing they look at RPI, they look at win percentage. And they look at wins against wrestlers in the field. He beat one guy that qualified this whole season.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I, I was going a different direction, but you, you went that way.
0: Well, it's something to think about. And, you know, luckily, I, sometimes people say, oh, Will, you rant and rave about everything and everything is negative and stuff. One thing is you didn't hear me rant yesterday because overall forfeits weren't that big a deal yesterday. Uh, There there wasn't many
1: of them. We were talking about it before we started the show. There really wasn't a lot of controversy drama. And that's one reason why, when you were saying like about when you're, when we go there and you're kind of getting inside scoop, this was a good year to miss yeah, because there wasn't a lot of like chatter that you missed by sitting on your phone. There was right. a lot of, you know, just good wrestling to watch. There wasn't a lot of drama. We'll definitely talk about 57. I
0: think at, uh, I think at EIWAs there was only one medical forfeit. There was, in the place, which is great.
1: And and that was like a legit injury. I, I just that was a it. legit
0: injury. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk big tens. Oh yeah. 25 Spencer Lee show he's just a different breed he's liam cronin he wrestled him like a dog i mean spencer was tired at the end of that match he when they went uh ray flores went over to get him for the interview he was like hands on knees you don't see spencer like that very often
0: no you don't um not exactly sure uh what was going on there with spencer um why he looked tired i mean you never know maybe he's Doing a periodization thing, maybe he hasn't been on the mat. A lot. He just looked, he just looked tired. I mean, I don't think he also looked like. He also looked like to me in the interview, like he was like,
1: I don't want to do this interview. <laughs>
0: Stop asking me stupid questions. I, I mean,
1: I don't think a lot of the guys. I I did the interview. The PRTC asked me to do it after they had their RTC card, and it's so tough because you're trying to come up with questions based on what you just saw. There's no processing time. And these yeah. guys are so tired. I I always hate those interviews. I if well, do them like maybe three matches later.
0: You do them first of all. Absolutely, do them later. Let the guy catch their breath, regroup. You know, the, the way media, the, the way it's set up is. The guy get, just gets done with a dogfight, and even, you know, even Spencer gets in dogfights once in a great while. Uh, you get in a dogfight, and then they stick a mic in your face and ask you... And, and the, even the part I don't like is, for the hardcore fans, the hardcore diehard wrestling fans want something
1: of... Acute. substance.
0: They want something. Give me, give me something I don't know, right? Yeah. But a lot of the times when you get to Big Tens or conference tournaments, and you get to NCAAs, the the interviewer is asking questions that are broad, yeah, and uh, that want to appeal to generalization. Spencer, you've been through so much. Tell me how it's going. Jesus Christ. he's been asked that 4,000 times.
1: Yeah, it's also I always I kind of put a pause on having college wrestlers on in between like the first half of March because all the good stories always happen as soon as NCAAs end. That's when like the good questions. That's when, you know, even last year with Spencer it's like that's when or two years ago. That's when it came out, you know, he's wrestling with no ACLs like that. That's when all the interviews right now.
0: They're not going to tell you now.
1: They're not yeah. telling you nothing. It, it's very like, it's almost like PR training. There's, you know, I got some things to work on. Uh, It went good. Absolutely. It, it It's very PR because, you know, like people are going to watch that.
0: I mean, who said, Spencer Lee said, I got things to work on. RBY said, RBY said, it all goes away tomorrow. I'm a I'm a big 10, 10 champ today. Doesn't mean anything tomorrow. Uh, Sammy Sasso said, I'll enjoy it for today. Back in the room tomorrow, right? So there's just, yeah. they're just doing the PR thing.
1: Yeah, they've also had no time to process it. Either, so, right. um, but yeah, Liam Cronin looked great. Nebraska, well, looked good. you, you know were what? very quick. You're very quick. That five for five went out quick with the the JB tag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> five for five. I gotta give you non PSU stats. <laughs> get your attention. Um, so one thing that's interesting about Cronin. And it just sort of um, highlights or, or accentuates the, the how tough Big Ten is. I mean, he was down. He was down big early to Braxton Brown, who ended up taking ninth. You know, so um, got to be. You know, it's cliche, but you got to be ready for every match in, in Big Ten. So Cronin looked really, Cron- Cronin looked really tough. Uh, Ramos was third. Diagostino, Diagostinos have a really rough year as far as. Um, injuries and sitting out and being in and out and in and out. And um, somebody he said that really... about
1: him medical forfeiting. I'm like, Yeah, he medical forfeit because I think he legit is like so banged up. Like that yeah. kid is just, he's right. like you said, all year he's been banged up. Yeah. That's not him trying to protect a seed. That's just him, I think, legitimately.
0: Yeah. I mean, hurt. those guys. There's guys that are legitimately hurt for sure. And, and like last year, I, you know, Jaden Ironman took offense, and I never even said anything about Jaden Ironman. I said something about the numerous. I was going nuts on Twitter about the numerous. This is unacceptable. There's so many forfeits. or so many medical forfeits. And Jaden got mad. Jaden, listen, I know that some of you are walking wounded. I know that some, I, I'm not calling you out but I also know that some that aren't that banged up are sitting. And I know that the seeding committee isn't going to factor it in heavily enough. I mean, if you, if there were medical forfeits, I would never complain about medical forfeits if it hurt their seed with as if it if it counted as a loss if yeah. me if i'm supposed to wrestle Justin Bash and i default and in the official seating criteria ledger Justin Bash got a credit for a win over me and i got penalized for a loss to Justin Bash if that was the case i would not even bring it up but it's a way to insulate yourself you can't lose if you don't wrestle and so that's what i'm talking about and A guy like DiAgostino, sure, we know he's hurt, right? But I also got a phone call, and I was talking to somebody, and they said, I just straight-up heard a coach. I just straight-up heard a kid tell a coach that he wasn't wrestling uh, in the Wrestlebacks, and the coach was upset, and and the wrestler said, but I have a win over him this year, so it's not going to matter for seating.'" I mean, the kid said it with his own mouth. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what that's what you can't accept.
1: And like you said, the, the funny thing is, <laughs> I understand anything can happen. Anything can happen. But the, the times we see these gamifications playing out to win an NCAA title seem like it's pretty few and far between. Doesn't yeah. seem like there's a whole lot of gamification that results in, you know, right. you know
0: that's a, that's a great point you should, put, you should clip that out And put it on, uh, on social media Because look at all the times That people try to play games And then Look at how it works out It never works out guys It never works out I, I say it all the time <laughs> Anytime Almost every time I get an angry email About a high school ranking Almost every time like clockwork, you can set your watch to it. That kid loses within two weeks <laughs> to an unranked kid
1: every time. It's like yeah.
0: don't just don't try. If 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 you're gonna if you're gonna win, it's gonna happen. Don't try to play games.
1: Yep, yeah. no, I agree. Um, thirty-three RBY, three-time Big Ten champ. Um,
0: yeah, I think the story there at thirty-three was, uh, and well, I will say Roman looked more offensive than I've seen. In the past I mean You know maybe early in the season it was Because um, He's just Getting into his rhythm right he's not all the way back um, But He he Really went and got things this weekend uh, So I thought that was interesting um, And I think you know I had a fear I had a little bit of fear uh, When Roman said he was coming back I wanted him to come Back so badly um and then he said he was coming back and then it dawned on me like if you come back it's hard it's hard to defend titles regardless but when you come back and you're and you're unsure you're should I should I not and then you yeah. do you have to roman had to be 110% to win the last two years now if he's 109% can he still get it done over Dayton and two things confirmed that he knows what he has to do one is he was more offensive and two is post-match interviews where he said it's gone tomorrow i'm a big champ champ today it's gone tomorrow he knows that it's not going to be freaking easy right so i think i think roman's in a really good place um i thought that was one of the stories at big 10 133 i thought the other story there was aaron Nagal who beat mendez um got into the
1: he also just after he had an o t win over Lucas Bird, so he beats yeah. the three seed and then he beats the two seed the
0: two seed yeah back to um, back
1: sudden victory wins for him
0: yeah he he's really tough california kid um you could say you know Minnesota wrestled relatively well when they got nagal in they got um blockus in the finals yeah um so it was a good day for those guys, uh, but I thought Nagao was a, one of the stories at one thirty-three. Bird was third. Good job by him. He lost only the overtime match. Negal came back for third. Cannon four. Raginson, Mendez, Teske, Heilman, was your places at thirty-three.
1: And I don't believe there was any medical forfeits at this weight.
0: No, nope. None. Do you
1: want a real quick? I'm not teeing this up. Is it Teske? Anything you want to talk about?
0: Um, no. It, it, that that too, you know, I Iowa fans. I, I tweeted with, so I w- w- Teskey didn't go in the RPI, or Teskey didn't go in the in the rankings, right, for the official coaches' rankings, which made the Big Ten the Big Ten earned ten qualifiers at one thirty three. They only got nine because Brody Teskey was not in the rankings, in what you can call a clerical error, like a. He should have been in, he wasn't So I tweeted about that And I talked about that And it makes me angry because Big Ten should have been taking Ten And That means that Teske is 100% Going to steal a a wild card spot He's going to steal a spot And then somebody else is going to need from the Big Ten And then uh, Somebody from the smaller conferences Mm -hmm. Is going to end up getting Knocked out because of that So I said what I said That was last week then as the weekend developed, Connor McGonigal lost and needed and was hurt. So he's definitely going to need one and definitely going to get one. As the weekend played out, things developed at 133 that said the testy thing is going to be a factor. There's too many guys at 133 that need a wild card that aren't going to get them. Somebody that earned an allocation is going to be left at home. So I tweeted that. And again, I like I felt like some Iowa fans felt like I was picking on Teskey and picking on Iowa. I don't blame Brody Teskey and I don't blame Iowa, not one bit. You can say that Iowa should have put him in the system. Okay, they made a mistake. It happens. What can't be allowed to happen though is there for for there to be no NCA oversight to correct it.
1: Yep.
0: That's all I'm saying. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not upset at Brody Teskey. I'm not upset at Iowa. I'm upset at the NCA or the N. NCWA, who failed to have some sort of mechanism to say whoa 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 let's get this right.
1: Yeah. Yep. And if you want a the a full in depth discussion, Willie talked about that at length his last show. So go listen to that. All right, yep. 41 Real Woods.
0: Real Woods looked real good. He beat Brock Hardy. I thought that was one of the best finals. That was fun. Yeah. Um, Hardy almost had a takedown at the end. Uh, Real did a great job Riding in the first period um, I think You know, oftentimes, like I said about Nagal, Oftentimes the story of the bracket a story of the weight class isn't Really the champ, and I thought Nagel Was the story at, at 133, and I think Probably Hardy is the story at 141 Because he had just come off the loss to Izagari um, He beats Bo Bartlett Two takedowns to one, and really The first takedown that Bo got the First takedown in Really hardy messed up in that situation because hardy was rear
1: standing. It was a sort great, of, sc- great sequence yeah, for Bo. It was,
0: yeah, it was a good sequence for Bo. So I, I thought, I thought Hardy was impressive in his win against Bo. I thought Hardy was impressive in his loss against Real. Yeah. Um, or not impressive, but at least, at least tells you there's a puncher. there's a chance, right? I mean, the, 141 is not, um, um, I mean, real didn't blow him out of the water is what I'm saying.
1: It's always fun too when you have a tournament like the Big 10s, which everybody calls like mini NCAAs, and, it, and it's such a tough tournament. And then you take a weight like 41, where now, like that, like that one, two, three of Bo and Brock and real is so fun. Now add in Andrew Lira's. Now add in Cole Matthews. Now yeah. add in Ryan Jack. Yep. Cal Happel. Like that is going to be a fun weight in NCAAs.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Apple needs a wild card. Apple had a disastrous tournament. But you're right. Apple has beaten those guys, right? I, Apple's in. I think Apple, he'll get a
1: wild card. He'll
0: definitely get a, he'll yeah, 100% yeah. get a wild card. But um, see, those, that's, that's, that's what the wild cards were made for. Wild yeah. cards were made for guys that are clearly in a tier, Austin Gomez, right? Yeah. Wild cards are made for guys like Austin Gomez and Kale Apple. They were not made, I don't know. It's frustrating sometimes.
1: Speaking but, of Gomez, 49. What an interesting 49, weight.
0: 49, Sasso takes it over Blockus. Gomez hurt, obviously, a couple, about a month ago. Um, comes back and uh, he loses to Graham Rooks. And, I I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know how banged up. Austin Gomez is, and then he gets called for a slam. It's just, there's there's so much to like unpack there.
1: Yeah. Like somebody, I mentioned that after the Rooks match, he was limping heavily Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it it wasn't as apparent during, you know, once he started wrestling back, but you know, these, these are, again, I think the stories you're going to hear in three weeks. After NCAAs, yes. right. you're going to hear what really happened. Um, mm-hmm. Gomez, yeah, he he doesn't seem like he's 100%. He does. Nobody would have thought Gomez doesn't win a single match at Big Tens this weekend.
0: Yeah, I know. So, right, so he needs a wild card. That's crazy. I mean, there's seven former All-Americans um, that need a wild card, including, it- I mean, Gomez probably top and
1: Gomez medical forfeited in the ninth place bracket, which, which I think shows how I
0: want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Once again, not saying I am not blaming Austin Gomez. He clearly hurt. Everybody knows he's hurt. I'm not saying he's just like Cardinal. I'm not saying he's gaming the system. I'm not saying anything. I'm talking about the process. Theoretically Theoretically Gomez is going to get a wild card There's not a shot in hell he doesn't get a wild card In that situation He can medically forfeit Which he did And the conference picks up another bid Right? The conference essentially picked up an extra bid Because Austin Gomez is 100% Getting a wild card
1: Yeah, it's an interesting situation I'm wondering how that you know, because there's two things, especially with Gomez. Number one is you had the medical forfeit. But you also have, whether he was injured or not, you now have a loss to Graham Rooks. Mm-hmm. So you now have a loss to a guy that I think he was like low 20s in the rankings. So it's interesting because that's like, you know, yeah, he's definitely hurt. no doubt about it, but it's going to be interesting. I, to be honest, I really don't think he cares where he's seated. I think... He's some. He's got to be a gauntlet of a bracket, and he knows it. You got Yanni, Sasso, Yaya, Parco, Murin, Caleb Henson, Panero, all these guys. You know, Doug Zapp took a loss yesterday, but he's always a, a hammer. So, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Gomez. Um, and you know what, Justin, what I would do and it will never it'll never happen it's it's there's so many things that i would do that will never happen and it's like it's just a shame because I, I don't know how how to express it other than it hurts it hurts my soul because um it should happen this way to 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 have something that you love and i love wrestling that you can't control it's out of my control you know, it would be for the best, but you can't make it happen. It's just like
1: where uh, there's a will, there's a way. This there's is a what, willy, there's a way.
0: This is what should happen. This is what 100% should happen. These wild card bullshit things, the, the wild cards are bullshit. What should happen is if they're going to go the allocation route, what really should happen is there should be like five regions. That's what should happen. But the conferences have pride And I understand that Conferences are important That'll really never happen Having regions But You have conferences They do the allocations What should really happen is You have The thresholds You have the allocations And they give all 33 out Well first of all It shouldn't be 33 It should be 32 So they should give 32 out Big 10 gets 10 You get 6 Big 12 gets 8 Right you did, and you place what you place. If you don't place in that, you're out. I don't give a shit. If it, Big Ten gets nine at one ninety-seven, if you take if you don't take ninth, you're out. You're not going. End of story. Game over.
1: Well, it's funny That's you it. say that because I had mentioned when a casual wrestling fan had asked me, you know, about wild cards, and I said the wild card's a mulligan. Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. that's what a wild card really is. Is it's a mulligan. You yeah. have somebody like Gomez who's been incredible all year, has a win over the you know top ten guys, including the returning NCAA champ Yanni, and he's injured, has a very bad tournament. Mulligan, he's in. Like that's what a wild card is. It's a mulligan. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a mulligan. Right. That's what who,
1: it is. who is your story at forty nine?
0: My story at forty nine. That my. My story at forty nine was Gomez. I mean, if you're looking holistically at the way that one forty nine Sasso wins, and I love Sammy Sasso, but he won. He he won without having it, Gomez was a story in my opinion. Right, it, Gomez is banged up. It, it not only affected, it not only affected what happened at Big Ten's. It, it's going to affect the seeds, and it's going to affect. How the bracket plays out at at, at big uh, or at NCAA's
1: underlying storyline for me at forty nine, and I, I'm very curious because some of these things I'm obviously teeing up to get you to go on a rant. This one I don't think we've talked about. Max Murrin, Yaya Thomas, wild situation. Um, I forgot who was going for the takedown, but long story short, they basically ended off ended up off the mat on a basketball court, Yaya yeah. Thomas is injured and he's out. Why they don't space things out more where you have a wrestling mat and there's four or five feet from the end of the circle to hardwoods is crazy. And every time something like this, I feel like there's 30 times in a row. It almost happens. And by the yeah. grace of God doesn't happen. And then something like this happens where there's crazy activity by the edge. It goes off. And now you saw Yaya get hurt. I don't know the severity of it. I hope it's not too bad. I hope he's in NCAAs. But what were your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I saw Scott Scott Green from Army, right? He tweeted similarly. And I wanted to, like... My first knee-jerk reaction when I saw that tweet was, was this sent from 1995? Because it has been a problem for decades.
1: Yeah. This yeah.
0: has been going on for decades, and I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand why there's tables right on top of mats. I don't understand I, I especially don't understand. You see dual meets sometimes. You see dual meets often where the guy touches the hardwood. Like you should not be allowed to get to that point. Put mats around it. I mean, especially with a dual meet where you have one mat. I mean it, it shouldn't even come to that, right? Um, but it always does. And it always – it space is always going to be a problem in wrestling, especially at NCAAs because it's even worse. Tables – NCAAs is one of the worst. There Do you remember
1: – well, especially when it's, when it's elevated. Do you remember Big Tens in 2020 in Jersey when you're walking along the sides and yeah. you're like – it's the edge of the mat, a foot, and then a fall off where the people are walking on both sides. It's like, yeah. oh, this is not good.
0: Wait till, uh, wait till Tulsa. It's going to be tight.
1: Uh, the, the... So go back and look. I tweeted a picture last night, and I forgot to send a follow up tweet. I love what the Big Twelve does for their championship finals. They give it the NCAA feel. They the right. red carpet, the green carpet. The it's great, right? But you see that arena. And I go, Ooh, because somebody was asking well, we'll talk about a different topic offline. I don't know if I can say this on there. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was a that was a, a scary situation. I, I hope Yaya's okay. Um 57, no shortage of, of talking points here. There's an obvious one. We'll talk about Rob Levi. One crazy stat. Will Luan. Has been in nine overtime matches this year. He's <laughs> won. He's won six of them. Three of them were at this. Were this weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, I. I don't understand it. I don't understand. It. I mean, he is clearly good, right? I mean, he was ranked highly in high school. He won a freaking cadet world title. Uh, I don't understand the lack. To me, to me, 90 times out of 100, lack of scoring comes from a lack of confidence. Because why wouldn't you want to go out there and score? And I, I, I just don't understand. But his... flip
1: side, you do got to have confidence to pull off all those overtime wins.
0: I, I guess. <laughs> I guess you could. I mean, he he likes to play Russian roulette. <laughs> He likes to just take it down to the wire and say, Hey, we're gonna, it's, <laughs> gonna, it's gonna be a coin flip, and I'm okay with whatever happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, he beat uh, so he beat be Brayton Lee and tiebreakers, then he'd be um, Chase Soldate, he, and beat then
0: Soldate.
1: yep, and then he beat, he'd be Chumbly, yep, crazy. Um, Levi Haynes, baby. Levi Haynes. Here's a kid who they didn't know if they were going to pull his red shirt. Yeah. W- wins the big 10 in that is the way to win. Now I know you're going to say, let me finish. That is the way to win a big 10 championship. You beat a guy who's undefeated. Both guys put it on the line. Like you said earlier, I mean, Rob could have medical forfeited protect the seed. He didn't. I, I love yeah. that about him.
0: Um, Levi beat the undefeated number one guy in the country that and going to was going to be the number one seed that's what levi did as a true freshman in a season where they weren't sure if he was going to start i mean that's that's how good levi is right now i mean and it's the big 10s right it's not
1: and i know you've been you've been preparing for this wait all morning because i saw the takedown video
0: well no it's it's not um i don't have I don't have and that's that's the the problem with the problem with ever saying anything on twitter I, at least me now I don't let it affect me I don't let it like I don't let it affect what I tweet and what I don't tweet cuz I don't give a shit but I do know that anything that I say for some reason I don't know why me I know that anything that I say will be read into as if there's an alter uh, ulterior motive or there's a, a, some kind of bias coming from somewhere. I don't know. Is yeah. he looking to, well, he, he, Willie's he saying this because he likes this guy. Willie's saying this because he don't like this guy. Willie's saying this because he's the favorite of this. His favorite is it? No, I never say anything because I don't like a guy and I never say anything because I do like No, in a, a, a program. T- My point is, I, I mean, I'll just say it. I mean that's a takedown. It's a fucking takedown. That's a takedown. It's a takedown whether it's Peyton Robb, it's a takedown whether it's the, the some a Mongolian wrestling a guy from Azerbaijan. It's a take that's a takedown. All right? So that call got blown. But I am not saying but I am not saying that Levi doesn't win that match whether that's a takedown or not. Right? I mean that's that was just the end of the first period.
1: And I I have to defend you. I can honestly say that I've seen you tweet something because it's it's the right thing and then text me that you're bummed about it. Like something yeah, yeah. like something happens and then you're like your fandom or bias whatever is in a text. It's usually not in the tweet. The tweet is usually Yeah, yeah. The tweet will usually get you in more trouble with who you're a fan of than yeah, the other yeah. way around. You don't right. really do stuff. You're, yeah. you're normally the opposite,
0: but well, I mean, I, somebody, some, some guy said, and I knew it was going to be said, I knew it was going to be said. Some guy said, yeah, that's because you like Nebraska. Uh, what day is it? Because today I like <laughs> Penn state. I'm Penn state Willie tomorrow. I'm, now I, now I love Peyton Rob and hate Levi Haynes. Give me a break. I, I thought you were
1: him. Michigan Willie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Last big tens. I was all Michigan out And, uh, Two and last week when it was Tesky, I was every coach in America was saying I was protecting the brands brothers or I was scared of the brands brothers. Make up your mind who I love and hate people. <laughs> so uh, but, to me, to me, what's right is right and what's right was that was a takedown. I'm taking nothing away. I'm taking nothing away from Levi Haynes. He's a big chen champ. He went and earned it. The score was zero zero. He might have won it if it was two zero. So
1: So what what I I'm never won Never not never, but I usually don't comment too much on the technicalities. I'm by far no rules expert. So was that a takedown? I'll go 50-50. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not gonna I argue either way.
0: Here's here's the thing. I'm not I am admittedly not a rules expert either. I get stuff wrong. Or I either I don't get a lot of things wrong. Because no, I know how I really feel. <laughs> I, I know what I don't know. If yeah. I don't know, I'll ask a question. Somebody, please, when you say it's 50 what are you what are you seeing that's not a takedown of that? What are it you looks, seeing?
1: It, not to make the football because you did mention football, but it does look like he kind of breaks the ground as soon as he hits and it looked like his feet were out.
0: what is what does breaks the ground mean?
1: It means he didn't like maintain control of the takedown
0: maintain control of the takedown where did he lose control
1: as soon as they land when it looks like his feet goes out this is why i'm not a rules guy so don't tweet me this crap no 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 so when when he hits the ground it looks like his feet come off and it looks like picture when his feet come off of what his feet leave the leave the the mat
0: listen Absolutely, positively, 100% not. His feet are not even an issue. His feet, and you can certainly see it in the overhead shot, his feet are inbounds 100% when he has control. That's it's, his feet are not an issue whatsoever.
1: Take down. Right. <laughs> By the way, listen, if it, to be fair, so the only
0: thing I can, the only thing I can imagine, like I'm trying to imagine what's, stupid irrelevant point that they're trying to look at and maybe possibly one hundred uh, to the littlest minutia maybe they're saying well Levi has time to Levi has time to react there and it might not have been a complete control beyond reaction time which where was it the reaction time hit. He he didn't escape control within reaction time. I, so here, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So he, here's my thing. Again, whether it was called or not, I'm I'm obviously glad it was called a takedown, but I'm glad it didn't really there didn't seem to be a lot of blowback after because it happened early in the match, because it didn't obviously you can make the argument it affected the outcome, but it happened early in the match. No points were called. It's not like you gave Levi the points and that's how he won. No points were called. And then it went into overtime and then Levi's takedown in overtime was incredible. There didn't seem to be a lot of pushback like, Oh, it cost him the match. And I understand.
0: I think, I think, um, and rightfully so. I think that when it's in the first period, it's more um, acceptable. You have, you have um four more minutes, or or six minutes, or six plus minutes to go make it happen. Peyton Rob could have went and go got yeah. went and got it. He didn't, right? Um, and so for that, it's you can, it's not as unpalatable. That's I said the same thing. Uh and this is a kid I absolutely love, uh, Hayden Heidley. When there was all that. Hubbub about, um, well, he had a takedown on North This is the year North was hurt, right? There was all that hubbub. Hayden Heidley got robbed. Hayden Heidley got robbed. I can't believe it. Hayden Heidley got robbed. All the Penn State haters said Hayden Heidley got robbed. I love Hayden Heidley. I, I would, I would t- trust him with my son if I had him. I, I think he's one of the greatest kids I've ever met. That was it. Was the first period, guys? It was the first period. You if, know what? A, Hayden, you know, Hoden, Hayden could have went and got another one if he needed to.
1: If you did. know what annoys me the most about these calls, that the wrestlers get blowback from fans. Yeah, right. Yeah, like remember when Nolf got booed like there was no tomorrow after that match. Yeah, as right. if he did absolutely anything wrong. Right. Like,
0: right. Who's as the if rat it's
1: coming off the mat. If you want, <laughs>
0: as, as if it's and and, and because. A lot of it's because they wear that white belt, right? A lot of it is because they're from Penn State. Um, they'll get booed a little bit, and Levi will get booed a little bit, but um, it's not Levi's fault,
1: yeah. It's like, and I think I talked to Max Dean about it when he was in the podcast. Like, how do you feel? And he's like, listen, they're passionate fans. What are you gonna do? Like, yeah, I'm not doing any, I don't control it, I just have to wrestle. That's what the referee. You know, if a call goes your way, great. You also lose some calls and nobody says two things.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: All right, so 65 was another fun weight. What did you make of it?
0: Uh, fun from top to bottom. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. This weight's so packed with, with great guys, but they can all beat each other. Hamidi, Kennedy, Karchla, Amin. Um... I, and and frankly, I think it could go...
1: No, I, I don't know. Do you end with this weight in XAAs?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Well, let's see. Well, they're going to end
0: with Spencer, guaranteed. Um, But... Well, they could yeah, end with Yanni, too. They're going to end with Spencer. Uh, oh, I want to... <laughs> listen, you are a brand guy. You are a brand guy. And I. I this is slightly off topic. Um... But earlier you were saying about a non Big 10 guy getting his shine. Did you happen to notice what ad was running during Big 10s? Spartan with Yanni. I was like that's pretty bold like Yanni's not even Yanni is a college athlete. Still college wrestling. He's not a Big 10 athlete. And smart move by Spartan Combat putting Yanni on the Big 10 channel.
1: I, th- I can't remember if it was you I was talking about it with, but could you imagine, take Yanni and put him in Iowa, what the Iowa fans would do to his brand? Oh, my God. Like, Yanni is, Yanni is as wrestling as one human can be, and he's as talented as one human being can be. He's already a, a senior-level world medalist. He's won different age-level world championships. He's a three-time NCAA champion. He... It, it is crazy to me he's had more success in my opinion than Spencer Lee. That's, that's I don't sad. know that anybody can argue that. And yet, what I was fan base does. Spencer's a great wrestler. don't get me wrong, But it is incredible what happens when a fan base gets behind you. And my thing when I'm dealing with athletes, and it's happening more the last couple of years, is that you got to understand that the college fan base, is going to fall off the minute you graduate. You yeah. you you cannot, like, Spencer Lee, even if he stays with the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, which that's a whole nother episode for another day Absolutely. about how, how healthy he's going to be for senior level, but the, the college fan base, even Iowa, even Penn State, when it comes to the senior level, they fall off. And but, you have to build your brand, which I think Yanni's doing a very good job of. Listen,
0: <laughs> I mean... Spencer is the center of the wrestling universe. Spencer and Yanni, right? They're going to graduate this year. And if, I mean, they don't, neither one of them will be there probably, but they could go to the U.S. Open. And 90% of wrestling people would be like, cool, neat, wonderful right not not like it is now as soon as they graduate different world
1: yeah yeah it's crazy like you know I I was actually looking at um social media followings yesterday because I was you know Bo's obviously one of my guys and I was watching his social traction after the UFC fight and it's crazy watching his social climb when you get put on that mainstream and you know David Taylor is an Olympic champ, world champ, had to beat Yazdani, everything else, and he's at four hundred and fifty thousand followers. Bo's already at three hundred and twenty thousand. It's like what happens, you know, post college is a different world. And and that's a whole conversation we can have. But it, it is crazy. Um it's gonna be interesting watching those careers over the next four years.
0: Yeah, yeah. So whether they um, go
1: Spencer Yanni, that, that could be interesting. But I think, like you said, I, I would personally go 65. That, to me, seems like... Yeah, the, the...
0: I think wrestling... I think pure pure wrestling, if you're not taking into account legacy factor, I think 65 is the way to end with. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, um, what was your story at 65?
0: My story at 65... Patrick
1: Kennedy, by the way, going back to freshman... Patrick Kennedy wrestled awesome.
0: What was my Yeah, my, I guess my story, yeah. My story of 57 was was Levi. I mean, that was amazing. Um story of 65. What what did you say about Kennedy?
1: He looked great. I mean, he he me. he beat Amin 3 2 and then he lost to Hamity 9 6 in the finals. But I mm-hmm. mean, if you're an Iowa fan, you gotta be happy with how he wrestled this weekend.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he's been – that's why I was so high on him coming into the year. I mean, there were rumors – there were rumors that he was giving Marinelli everything he could last year, right, everything Marinelli could handle. There were rumors that Kennedy wanted to go, wanted to be in the lineup. And what that says to me is, He's hungry, he's like a dog on a bone, right? He's you said that week one, yep, and that's why I was so high on him coming to the year. And now, you know, he's a freshman. Um,
1: you know, what was a storyline fin- that I don't Ten
0: think. finalists in a loaded weight,
1: yeah, loaded weight. Um, sneaky two things that are kind of related about 65. I thought Karchla looked great, I thought he looked great all weekend. I, he beats Facundo. Who takes a couple of losses and places seventh. I did not see that coming. Loaded weight or not, I did not see Facundo seventh.
0: Uh I did. I wouldn't have picked, I wouldn't have picked Fecundo seventh. I would have, you know, I would have picked him fifth, probably. Um but here's Alex, here's the problem with Alex. Uh, Alex Alex could take fourth at NCAs. He could also go two and two. He just doesn't have the offense yet. Yeah. Doesn't have the offense. And uh, Alex is—I'm not talking about aesthetics, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about risk and effort because I, I think I think Alex is actively trying to score. Actively trying to score. I think Alex is looking to score where Luan isn't. But Alex is a lot like Luan. Luan could make the finals or Luan could go two and two. And I think that's what Facundo is.
1: And I don't, you know, what I also don't want to take away is because it's funny. If you're saying you would have projected him maybe fifth, the difference in that was Bubba Wilson, who looked great. Right. So he he beats well, Facundo in a close one, three, two, and then he goes to tiebreakers with Amin.
0: Well, you know, but in my opinion, Alex Facundo is light years better than Than Facundo, uh, uh, I mean Facundo's light years better than Bubba Wilson. Uh, uh, Certainly, his upside is. But when you, but when you struggle to score points, you put yourself at risk of losing one takedown matches all the time.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, I think that's right.
0: So, uh, like, Facundo is much better in my opinion than Bubba Wilson. Um. Luan is much better than a lot of 57s, but when you, but he's always going to be in danger. He's always going to be in danger of, of dropping one.
1: And I think right? he's young. I think his, I think I tweeted this on long ago. His offense will pick up. He's in that Penn State room. He's I, young. Like
0: he's 100%. 100%. Agree. I, listen, I'm not saying that, that this is Alex Kondo and this is always going to be Alex. Yeah. I'm saying he's. He's a freshman trying to figure things out. Yeah. Right. And and he'll get there. He'll get there.
1: Yeah. I think it was a big conversation after the one duel. People were crying. There wasn't more offense. I'm like, dude, you gotta understand that a lot of these guys too are are, are young. Same thing with with Van Ness over uh back at 49. Like, he loses two close ones to Murrin. He loses a 4 2 match and a 3 2 match. You well, know, it's, listen, it's, uh which is also how uh, Murrin took wrestles.
0: Fakundo took seventh and that probably has a lot of Penn State's fans. Um, what's the word for it? Um, not less than optimistic, right? But keep in mind, he beat Karchla, who was third. He was overtime with Kennedy. who was second. He did. He beat Amin?
1: I think he, I he beat Amin. Let me see something. He I either think him, he did in overtime.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, he took seventh, but um, yeah, he beat the guy that was fourth. He could beat the guy that was third, and he was overtime with the guy that was second. So,
1: yeah, and he's, he's also like you know his loss to Carr was four two. He lost in tiebreakers to Patrick Kennedy. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, as as a Penn State fan. I don't think my expectation or hope is any different. I think he's in a, arguably the toughest, not arguably, he's in, the toughest, he's in the toughest weight of the year. You can make the argument heavyweight. There's a lot of world level success there too, but I, I think that 65 is is the weight of the year. You got Carl Toole. I mean, look at Shane Griffith just took another loss to that same kid from Oregon State again. Like this weight yeah, is I not mean, only crazy. Anything yeah. can happen.
0: Speaking of, you know what we didn't talk about? I, I failed to mention it. uh younger Bastida took like six.
1: I didn't even I missed that,
0: yeah, he took six. Wow. um so we're talking about tough weights. I think heavyweight's one of the toughest. i think ninety sevens one of the deepest and uh, but I think sixty five to me is by far um the most loaded weight and Facundo's a freshman and has beaten some of these guys. so I wouldn't be too down on Facundo.
1: no, I agree.
0: 174 uh, i don't know i don't know 174
1: more- was just pretty chalk
0: it was like- chalk The Rocky, um beat labriola um i think two takedowns to zero um and and i think that's probably about to be expected um i think that uh labs there's a really fine line there's a really fine line between being really good at leg really good at not getting taken down and and being not i don't want to say lackadaisical, but if you're really good at defending take defending finishes then sometimes your leg defense isn't as good because you're like I don't care if he gets in. He can't take me down. I can't finish.
1: Right. <laughs> um, What's interesting about Carter, too, is that he just beat the number two kid in the country to win another Big Ten championship. And if you are on social media, you know, Carter talks a big game. Yeah. This kid keeps backing it up. I I, I, I mean, Carter I is. And it's interesting because I think after this weekend, I would my stock would go up for Carter. Because mm-hmm. I think you saw him take out Labriola in a pretty dominant fashion. And then at the same time, Makai Lewis, he's already beat him. And mm-hmm. Lewis went into tiebreakers. They didn't look who, that great.
0: Man, it's, it's it's uh, you know, I, there's shows and shows and shows to be done before NCAAs. But who would you take to be in the finals? Labriola or Makai?
1: I think Labriola. I think so, too. I Mackay didn't impress me much. And I think that Nebraska is is rolling. I mean, there, there were the haters that said like, you know, after I think we both put out tweets and graphics about going five for five in the semis. Although unfortunately four out of the five were not favorites. And it's like, you can't, you can, you have to acknowledge five out of five in the semis is really good. And also when you have the final matchups, they did. I don't look at that as a negative towards Nebraska. You like yeah. it, Labs Wrestling, Carter. I mean, these are not, and you did have red beat Max Dean. Like,
0: yeah, but here's the thing, right? You put out five for five in the semis, and Nebraska got five in the finals, and people say, oh, yeah, but how many are going to win? Oh, yeah, well, they're going to lose in the final. Listen, it. The accomplishment in and of itself is impressive. Yeah, they might go 0-5 in the finals. It's the same thing last year. Uh, I was sitting with Cody Goodwin at Big Tens and you, too, on social media. And I was saying, oh, my God, Michigan won seven in a row. Oh, my God, they won eight. Oh, my God, they won nine. And, like, Cody was like, yeah, but there's no way they can repeat this at NCA's." And then they won 10. And I go, oh, my God. Cody, now that Michigan was just won twelve in a row, and he's like, "Yeah, but they can't reproduce that at NCAS." Oh my God, Cody! Can you believe they just won fifteen in a row? He goes, "They can't do that. They can't do that at NCAS. It's not reproducible." It, It doesn't matter. They're doing it now, and it's very impressive. And that's what I thought for Nebraska to go through that and get five. And I'll even say this too about Nebraska. Um, I'll say this about Nebraska. Nebraska put half. Half. Nebraska put half their team in the Big Ten finals. And that is a year after losing. Taylor Venz, Eric Schultz, All American, Christian Lance, Redshirting, Ridge Lovett. They still put half their team in the freaking final Big Ten finals. Just incredible. Incredible job. I mean, I know that. Uh, you know i got ties to nebraska but it's they're doing an impressive job
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: um but yeah 174 nothing really nothing really um outstanding like nothing really jumps out at you
1: yeah no for sure
0: and they only got uh, this is the least amount of bids that Big 10 got big 10 got seven at this weight. Jackson Turley beat Donnell Washington for the seventh spot. So Donnell is looking for a wild card.
1: Interesting. 84 Brooks. Aaron Brooks is so impressive. Mm -hmm. Aaron Brooks, I believe, got the only major or bonus victory in the The entire Big 10 finals. Which is weird. You have Spencer Lee, Roman Bravo Young.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, With Spencer there and Roman.
1: Aaron Brooks was the only guy to get a bonus victory. He beat Caleb Romero 12-2 and he did it without a problem.
0: You know, Romero is not a guy.
1: (laughs) By the way, sorry. The tweet this morning, all time. What? The guy who mixed up the (laughs) Romeros.
0: Oh, you know what? I have not checked Twitter since I... I (laughs) Since I tweeted that, I have not checked it. Are people laughing at
1: it? I, I was dying. I don't know, but I was cracking up. <laughs> For those not listening, Willie has an a uh, an affinity, an infatuation with Demetrius Ramiro still being in college. And it, this is his eighth <laughs> year. And so Willie makes a comment, and somebody else put makes a comment about. Aaron Brooks beating Romero and somebody says he's beating a middle-aged man because they got the Romero's mixed up. Innocent <laughs> mistake. It was just so funny.
0: <laughs> uh, man, I hope people are laughing at him because he should be laughed at. He should be laughed at.
1: That was definitely a funny one.
0: Uh, but Caleb Romero, not a guy that gives up scores. <laughs> I mean, he's been in Wars with some of the best um, But Aaron, Aaron Brooks is He's that good um, I thought it was interesting too This is always You know This is the danger of having me on uh, <laughs> Is sometimes I'm going to touch on subjects that Most people don't want to talk about And maybe you don't want to talk about it And just say let's not talk about it um, The number of Wrestlers that mentioned God afterwards in their post-match interview, I thought was awesome.
1: Um, Yeah. David Carr and Brooks. I have a picture. I'm actually going to tweet out in a little bit that I tweeted it last year when right after Aaron Brooks won last year, they both had their prayer headbands on and there were some people poo-pooing on Carr because you went right up to Brooks. Brooks and Carr are best friends. And the number of Bible studies and christian content and the amount of time they're professing their faith is incredible and it's influencing so many others like aaron brooks is cranking out youtube videos about his faith and scripture and i love it and i think when you see that and like car being there for brooks last year um right after he takes that heartbreaking loss you love to see it you love to see it
0: yeah um and you know, I I understand that there's people that you know there's an increasingly no, increasing number of people in this world, uh, especially in this country, that sort of like oh religion, oh religion, oh religion. Listen, it doesn't matter if you look at it at a true philosophic level. Um, it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter if if you if you don't believe, uh, and there's these kids are saying. Faith helps me through this. Faith does this, faith does that, God does this. Um if you don't understand that even if you don't believe that it's it's a conduit for these kids for their lifestyle and their success, just be happy with that. Just be happy with that.
1: And just by the way, like
0: except that is it a that is it a positive inclusion in their lives.
1: One of the things I told I told both Brooks and Car this yesterday wrestling is not a very reward heavy sport you right. do it for the love of the sport and that's pretty much it and I had told them that I love how vocal they are about their faith I think God is using both of them and there's others too but those two really st- always stick out to me how bold they are and how quick they are you know they come off the mat and you can tell it's really in their heart and it's really cool when you get even more. There, a fish just jumped in my pond when the water is way too cold for fish to be jumping. A bass what? just jumped in the early March. What that, does that was mean? bizarre. Normally, during the winter, fish they um,
0: right.
1: what's the word? Um,
0: chill out. The, yeah, the, you almost said hibernate. I don't think that's the word. Yeah,
1: it's not hibernate, but like they they chilled the bottom because the top of the water, whatever. You don't see fish jumping in the... Well,
0: what does it mean, though?
1: I don't know, but I just saw a monster bass jump out of the corner of my sounds eye. Like,
0: it sounds like it. we need to get our fishing poles ready.
1: Wow. Um. So, yeah, I, I love it. I- well, here
0: we had... We had... Uh, consecutive. Carter Strocky said it. Aaron Brooks said it. And then Silas Allred really went into it. Yeah. And... Um, I, I mean, I think it's a really positive thing, I think it's really good for them. Um, I mean, I d- certainly think it's a discussion point because of how, how prominent it was. Um, I um, love it
1: all these times when these guys come on my podcast, you'd be surprised the number of them you should that... have
0: Silas on. I should, I Penn State you have... guy. Silas's story is really interesting and he's really in a good place.
1: Shoot me yeah. a text with a group chat, we'll have him on. Yeah. um i i love leveraging this podcast to have faith conversations and the number of guys that i that i have on and i bring up their faith and how important it is to them and then they text me after saying dude thank you like nobody ever brings that up nobody ever gives me the platform and i've had a couple people poo poo on it and i'm like listen this is my podcast you want to yeah. start a different podcast and, well, and highlight something somebody else isn't doing great
0: well i'm i'm a you know i believe and uh I, but i'm also i also went through, i went through grad school i was in grad school for a long long time and and the more the longer you're spending grad school and the longer you spend around the longer you much more time you spend around academics the more you're going to come across um the atheists right Yeah, the more you're going to come across people that think that religion is more of a phenomenon than it is <clears throat> uh, uh, actual, realistic. Um, and so I'm not. I'm. I know it's. A lot of times it gets poo-pooed by the uh, these very woke, very um, erudite very educated people. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, w- whether whether you believe or not, you have to acknowledge that there's a lot of successful kids that attribute it, that attribute their success um, to God being in his life.
1: Yeah, and if you, so if you go to bashmania.com and I, I try to tag... Episodes with different categories. There's a faith category, and there's 40 different episodes. Callin Moore, Jason Knolf, all these guys, Snyder, Gross, Dayton Fix, Brooks, um, all the Marinelli. There's so many great stories. So yeah. definitely go listen to some of those. Um, all right, 97. All red 90, takes out dean.
0: Yeah. 97. All red was a story here and Again, a loaded weight. I mean, you got the returning NCAA champ taking fifth, taking two losses. Um, red beats Dean. Who did he? Who did he beat in the semis?
1: You say returning national champ?
0: Returning runner-up. I'm sorry, returning national finalist uh, yeah. Jacob Wooden. Yeah. So you you know you this is a weight class that had two national finalists in it, and neither one of them won it. Right. And then crazy. You have you have upstart. Guys like Allred and Smith. Now, the Smith beat Allred in the Junior World Team Trials finals, um, and he takes third. So you got two really young guys. Would you way, say
1: this is the most two betters. Would you say this is the most open weight class to win?
0: Absolutely, positively, the most open weight class. Uh, I I, I poo pooed ninety seven for ten years because. Who's going to win, Snyder or Cox or Cox or this guy? I mean, it was like, it was one or two stars and then give me a break, right? Um, and now you can't make up your mind, right? Um, you got Allred who just won Big 10s but has a bunch of losses. You got Dean. Um, you got Jackson Smith who just beat Warner. You got Warner. You got Michael Beard. Michael Beard just took a loss to – who did he take a loss to, Bash? He took a I loss.
1: That. Where did he lose it, the EIWAs? He
0: lost to Cardenas 10-9 in EIWA finals. Um, so you got those two. Uh, you got Ethan Laird, who beat Dean. Um, you Undefeated,
1: got Nino Bonacorsi. Got-
0: yeah, and you know, about a Corsi who beat Trumble, Trumble who beat Trowell, Trowell whose only loss is to Trumble, um, Rocky Elam, younger Bastida. Uh, this weight, as much as we talk about 65, I mean, and even heavyweight with the amount of international experience, 97 is going to have unreal talent, not place, unreal talent.
1: Yeah, 97 is another weight that if you're doing the NCAA pool look for the eight nine or ten in this yeah league.
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and I don't know how the hell they're gonna seed this is Nino the one Nino's the one
1: he's undefeated conference champ
0: Nino's the one he has to be he's he's the only undefeated is Nino the only guy is there any Nino has zero losses
1: correct he's the only guy in the way
0: is there anybody that only has one loss? Elam, Elam only has one loss. Is there anybody
1: else? But Elam also only has like eleven, 11 matches, matches, so that That's might. Right. Um, Bernie Truax was eleven and one.
0: It, 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 Truax only has one loss, correct?
1: Um, but
0: but uh, Dean has two losses. Um, Warner has multiple losses. Laird has well, Laird might only have one loss.
1: Ethan was 21 and 1 going to this weekend.
0: And he won. So. so there's a bunch of guys with one. But the, you there's probably two lost guys that go ahead. Like like yeah. It's gonna be interesting. 197 seeds are gonna be bonkers.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. Um
0: and then 285, which I think we talked about a little bit. I mean um, Paris over kirkley o t which did you think that was a stall
1: that that to me seemed more like the car match where again, if one guy needs a point and one guy's kind of protecting i I don't know i don't I don't like stalling at the end of the match if you're you know if you're you know running what it seemed like to
0: me you know what it seemed like to me, bro there's no way to ever prove it, but to me if i'm a betting man i'm putting my money on that ref not not realizing he called paris for
1: stalling in the first that game. would not surprise me even because when they if interviewed you mason. that looked
0: like that looked like a stall you give a guy to warn in case he continues to stall it doesn't look like a it doesn't look like this guy needs to be hit for
1: a point even mason forgot he said, "After like, I was kind of confused, but you know, whatever. It's like, I, I I didn't remember being warned, so yeah. I, I that would not surprise me whatsoever. I do think that heavyweight is going to come down to Paris and Kirk again at, at NCAA's. I, I think looking at the way the bracket shakes out, I I just or could potentially shake out. Well, I because think here's gonna... the thing.
0: Here's the thing. Mason's the one. Kirk's the two. And Cassiopeia's the three, so we don't, we almost don't have to look at matchups, right? Like, one could say, well, maybe Schultz is a tough matchup for, Kirkfleet, or Cassiopeia, and maybe he is, but we don't have to worry about that, because it, it's Kirk and Cass are going to be on the same side, and we know how that goes right now. Yeah, we saw it three times, so.
1: Yeah. So it it's going to be it that'll be a fun way too cuz you have guys you know we'll do it a preview show we'll talk about it but the, the, there's so many the guys like Hendrickson that aren't tested all year but are very very talented mm-hmm. couldn't really just go on a tear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let me hit so outside the Big 10 let's let me just hit on a couple of notes that I have on guys that are wrestling really good. Um Whitcraft 125. Whitcraft took uh Wickcraft took third after coming in ranked 33rd. Kaler won the Pac-12s, beating um Brandon Courtney. So that was pretty good. Um, Aaron Nagal at 33, Lucas Bird, Wyatt Henson taking third. Kyle Reen, Kyle Reen beat Mickey Phillippe in ACC finals.
1: Yeah, I had um, tweeted that out. He also who did he beat just before that too? It was worth no. Uh,
0: did he beat? Uh, I got it right here. No, did he beat? Um exactly what it is because I'll bring it up.
1: I tweeted it out that it what a week, what a day he had. Yeah, he, he knocked off Latona and then and then that wins. So that was yeah. Yeah, that here's was an impressive. interesting
0: one. Um Emilio is a Gary. This is gonna be tough, JB. Because Emilio is is a Gary. Vasquez apparently got hurt. Is a Gary comes in, he beats Brock Hardy, they put him in the conference tournament. And he makes the finals, but the Pac 12 only brings one, and he lost to Cleveland Belton. So yeah, Gary yeah. might have had like a two match season. Um, it's a, it's possible he gets a wild card. We'll see. Um, but Cleveland Belton won. Give him the them Pac- all again. Pac 12. Give him the mulligan. Um, 149. Mitch Moore, another sooner. He took third. He's, that was a good performance by him. But Dylan Chappell from. Buck now beat Doug Zapp in the semifinals.
1: I, I saw that.
0: That was a good one. Uh, 157. I thought Chumbly had a good tournament. 165. Olgin again. Um, Ogin again beats Griffith. And then the EIWAs Ramirez again beats Monday. So um, maybe Ramirez That's not, not getting the love that he deserves. Right? He has yeah. two wins now. Two wins now over... Um, ncaa runner-up from last year quincy monday 174 k devos took third uh and take Picklow had a good tournament both from big 12 184 um i didn't really have much at 84 other than pinto pinto is exciting i we were texting
1: about him yeah
0: um he maybe sort of kind of blew the match against romero um but you know, Lenny's gonna be one who sort of teases you this year. I, I thought it from jump street. From from I had no he's gonna win some big ones in some big ways, and he's gonna lose and he's gonna lose some. And it was um, only
1: four three. Like that was a close match with Romero.
0: The thing is that Lenny. So Lenny's a red shirt freshman, but He's also a guy like, okay. So, well, first of all, Lenny got hurt and it required surgery. He was not allowed to be on the mat his whole redshirt year. So what the guys at Nebraska tell me is like, Willie, he's like a true freshman. It's like, this is his first year. And he's, he's, he's learning really fast and he's really good. And he's really talented and he does everything the right way, but he's green. He's really green. Um, so, yeah, Pinto, 197. Silas was a sort of overachiever. Luke Serber taking third in the Big 12, um, you know, in a weight that has younger Bastida and a couple other guys. Um, of course, Rocky Elam, who he beat earlier this year. Serber taking third was a big one. Um, and you know who wrestled
1: a tough match that was chalk, but I think it was good, was O'Connor beating Bryce Andoni in 6-5. Yeah. Andonian throws everything in the kitchen sink at you and i i thought o'connor just wrestled it good
0: i think that andonian's a tough guy to place uh, a tough guy to put in the hierarchy of 157 I, I really don't know what he is at the weight um number one because he's new to the weight uh Last year, being at forty nine, this year rests on a very abbreviated schedule, um, and so I don't know exactly how he fits. He 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 causes everybody all kinds of problems, um, right? Like, what, what does a Levi Haynes versus Andonian matchup look like? I don't think Andonian beats the guys that are. I, I don't think he beats Rob. I don't think he beats O'Connor,
1: but when or not, it's going to be fireworks, which which is what's so fun with him. Like last year, his matches were a blast um, with Gomez and he's he's such a fun guy. And when you take that many shots, I feel like you can sneak a win here or there with a guy who might be a better wrestler or might be more skilled, whatever the guy just takes so many chances. He just he lets it fly every time.
0: And that's a, it's it's easy to root for him cuz he's so active and it's also really refreshing cuz it's a guy who believes in himself and is also clearly having fun.
1: Yeah. Right? What did you yeah. think of the team race? It's even as a Penn State fan I do wish the team race was nobody talked about the team race yesterday. Like yeah. Big 10s it, it was and even at the other at the other conferences it feels like what NC State won like 5 in a row, Missouri like there's a lot of
0: well. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech has been very good recently, and even a couple of years ago, UNC had a pretty, pretty deep squad. That's super impressive. Even though it's a small conference, five in a
1: row is
0: really impressive.
1: What do you think um, of combining some of these conferences? I don't um, remember it happened. It's just some of these. Like you look at some of these brackets. With, like, six guys?
0: Well, I don't think – I think ACC is fine uh, because it's small, but there's a lot of strong teams. Um,
1: There is. There's no doubt.
0: What I would like to see is – I would like to see – I wish, if I had my wish, some of the teams in the Big Twelve would go to the Pac Twelve. Um, you know, I I think that like Utah Valley should be Pac Twelve. I think Northern Colorado should be Pac Twelve. I think Cal Baptist should be Pac Twelve.
1: You want to go down the USC and UCLA, Bunny Chow?
0: <laughs> Who the hell knows what we get there? I, I I that would be a dream come true if they started, but. Uh, you know what? It, it, simultaneously, it's a it's a it would be a dream come true if they had to add, and it's also a nightmare if they don't. Because if if they start if they start having special rules for special schools, if
1: you for start... those listening real quick to interject, for those listening who might not know what we're talking about, USC and UCLA are moving to the Big Ten next august right and there's talk that they might have to add a wrestling program or add programs yeah obviously wrestling
0: if usc and ucla don't have to add now you're going to have 16 teams two without do the do the does the rest of the four the other 14 teams say man maybe we should cut wrestling that's scary that's scary as hell
1: yeah yeah no i think so for sure are you next topicing Penn State to win in two weeks? Yes, sir. Yeah. I Are wish you? it was more of a team race. Yeah, obviously. Hey, let's so, talk about
0: Oregon State though. Oregon State balled out. They won the Pac 12.
1: I gotta go I gotta give a shout out to somebody. Um, Jack at Wrestling Hypes on Twitter tweets me don't sleep on the on the Beaves to take home the Pac 12 title. Tweets me later. Let's go. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, they they wrestled. They wrestled tremendous. And remember, you know they took their lumps at like collegiate duels, right? Yeah. Um, and so they had a really strong NCAA's last year. I mean, <clears throat> they were balling out. Kaylor AA, Willits AA, the other Willits almost a and beat David Carr. Uh, they, they were just balling out, and they lost the Willets. They lost a couple pieces. It looked like, all right, now they're going to be hurting for a little bit. They took some lumps early in the year. Now Chris Perry, it's like, I mean, Chris Perry, Chris Pendleton, it's like, okay, he has this, he's making it happen again at the end of the year it, where Matt
1: Olguin is beating... Shane Griffith twice was that Shane was that match the difference in Oklahoma State beating Stanford I think um, there was a 10 point differential between Oregon State and Stanford 123 and a half to 113 and a half
0: yeah so Shane be.
1: wins Stanford wins right
0: wow I didn't even realize that but yeah that was the final uh, differential it was 10 points so it very well could have been, or something close, but it, regardless, Oregon yeah. State is clicking at the right time,
1: yeah, Pendleton knows a thing or two about that,
0: yeah, yep, so uh <clears throat> yeah, man, it's like I think I was gonna take second. I just don't I just don't see they 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 have Spencer Lee, who's about a lock. Real Woods, who should be a surefire finalist, um, and then so many other bullets. There was only two teams to qualify 10. That was uh Iowa and Virginia Tech. And so I was gonna have a couple sure things in in Spencer and Real. And then Essentially, a sure thing, a top five finish minimum from Cassiope, yeah, um, and so I just really feel like I was sort of locked in it too. Now, I do think there's a path that Iowa does not take to. um, there is a doomsday scenario where Warner has a bad tournament in a loaded weight, Assad doesn't place, Nelson Brands doesn't place um. I think there's a path for Iowa to not take second. But pre-tournament projections, I think you have to have Iowa there. And who the hell usurps them? What team do you think could usurp Iowa? Nebraska. Nebraska would have to be perfect. Nebraska would have to be perfect.
1: I mean, you're talking in that situation if Iowa has a bad tournament and somebody else has a good tournament. Well, if I
0: told you, if I told you that Bre- uh, Teske doesn't place, Brands doesn't place, Seabrick doesn't place, and Assad doesn't place,
1: you know, if what? I told, if you, know I told
0: you that those four didn't place, you wouldn't think I was crazy, right?
1: Do you know who at the beginning of the year I thought would crack the top 3? Who is that? Cornell. Yeah. They've yeah. got a couple injuries now, but Cornell is such a strong squad when you've got Yanni Vito, you've got some of these guys that can do Well, Yanni
0: Vito and now Ramirez has two wins over Monday. The problem with Cornell really is that well, losing low hurt. Yeah. Fernandez yeah. Fernandez, they lost him. He was probably a fringe guy, but um the problem with Cornell is their studs other than other than Yanni, right? So they their locks are Yanni and Vito for five for major points. Their other pieces are at the worst weights, yeah, at, yeah. at the best weights, right? Ramirez at 65, and now Cardenas, who just beat Beard at ninety seven.
1: Folka too seventy four.
0: FOCA, okay, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if if Cornell would max and I would doomsday, then you could I could see Cornell jumping them.
1: Yeah, I mean the point differential you're talking to between like a Penn State and a Cornell is crazy with how far out Penn State is this year.
0: Yeah, I just mean that for second, you know. Yeah. For second, I mean, can there be any drama for second? There's not going to be any drama for first. Can there be? Can there be any drama for second? And I think there, I, I think there could be, but one would have to max and one would have to min. I think what you're really looking at is the is the podium finish, which is who can take fourth and who's going to be, you know, taking fifth and 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 kicking punching the wall.
1: One more. One more um, wild card. What about Missouri?
0: Missouri, yeah. If I mean, if, you, clearly... if you
1: have O'Toole make the finals, if you have um, Rocky make the finals, Zach Elam should place high. They're they've got a tough squad.
0: Yeah, you can. I mean, you can get points with Muller. You can get points with Hart.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: you can, and and Noah certain you can get points with him because frankly, one twenty five is not great. Um, and I'm not saying that to disrespect Noah Certain. I'm just saying, um, you don't typically put Noah Certain in that uh high point score category, but at a weight like 125, that's certainly within play.
1: Yep, yeah, no, for sure. It'll be fun doing du- during uh, doing excuse me a full uh preview show. I yeah, know that's Trenzo what I was gonna to ask. What's,
0: what's your schedule? What do we do? What's What's next?
1: Well, we're going to have the next week when so Wednesday, the Mulligans come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, when do brackets come out? I always forget.
0: I always forget too, but they come out this week, do they not? i
1: I think they do. I think they come out like the week before. but they
0: don't Mulligans don't come out till Wednesday. I thought they came out Tuesday.
1: Um, let me see what it was last year.
0: I don't know, but they should—they need to come out. March
1: 9th last year it was Wednesday. Yeah,
0: but I just got the news because I inquired. At larges will be tomorrow afternoon.
1: Oh, tomorrow, nice Tuesday afternoon. There that's right.
0: That's what I thought. I, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, it, it goes Tuesday at larges. I knew that. I had a pretty good idea that uh
1: basically as soon as brackets the brackets come out the, a week before. As soon as the brackets come out, that's when we do the preview show. I might that's... go to Tulsa. I
0: might go to Tulsa right now.
1: <laughs> You're gonna need to camp out to get a seat.
0: I got uh... No, I I I, I got a um what well, A, I got a press pass. And B, uh I pulled the trigger on a on a switch. No,
1: budget. that ooh. You might have to DM me the details. text me the details on what, that. What you want? You need one? I have a press credential, but I really want to be in a suite.
0: I wasn't even sure that you were going. Weren't I, you on the fence?
1: I'm still on the fence. Yeah. I've got everything lined up to go.
0: I'm staying I'm I mean, I'll just say it. I'm staying in a suite with Oklahoma State people.
1: That might be tough for me. Although, you know what? They're a client of mine. Cowboy Wrestling Club. Client of mine. I might have to um Dude, you clay got an email
0: clay i'm in clay sweet
1: <laughs> yeah i just put two two together
0: yeah come on dude stay with me
1: all right i'll let you know we We'll we're gonna figure this out all right willie that was a two-hour spectacle
0: it'll be great it'll be great when dayton and uh roman are in the fun. oh my god
1: <laughs> 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 oh man that would be something I I like Dayton so much. Roman's obviously my guy. That that's one of those weights. that's like there's
0: not a there's not a there's not a real there's not a tougher one for me to sit through than that.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's I love, tough. I love Roman.
0: I mean, uh, I might be closer with Dayton than, than yeah. any wrestler, any wrestler in the country. i me and Dayton are pretty tight.
1: Yeah. All right, Willie. Well, I'm sure we'll uh, be doing this. Couple times, yeah. Next couple of weeks.
0: All right, I will. You realize now that I will be incessantly texting you to stay in the suite. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to call you about something else too in a few minutes. All right, brother. All right, buddy. See ya. Thanks, everybody. And the beat goes on.